podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. This episode is sponsored by Schwann's.com. What are you having for dinner tonight? Hmm, good question. Schwann's Home Delivery has a solution for you. Stock up your freezer with high-quality frozen foods like premium meats and sides, delicious ready-made meals, ice cream, and more. No subscriptions, no memberships, just a friendly yellow truck that's been delivering food for almost 70 years. Listeners of this show get a special deal. Get 20% off your first order with code YUM20. Check out schwanns.com backslash yum for details. To 2-2, two, two, and we've still got more than half an hour to go, and here's Ozil, Lacazette, Ozil! Yo! Hello and welcome to another Touchy Goodness podcast. My name is Lewis and I'm joined by Leroy and Sean. How you guys doing? All good, man. Good, All man. Good. good, thank you. Leroy, I heard you're ill again. Boy, I don't know what's wrong with me. My immune system is a, it's a, it's a nightmare weak, weak right now. genetics, bro. That's what yeah. I'm talking about. You need to get some of my genes, you know what I mean? Yeah, you're, you're, you're doing, yeah? Ah, say no more, say no more. Nah. <laughs> now, my, my immune system is moving like Pepe's left foot, man. It's like, just oh, weak and, like, like and scattered. Sean, like, what's your comeback? So, uh, right now, yeah, I'm just I've got nothing to say in it, so I just got to keep. Straight. Yeah, it's trickling to the goalkeeper, <laughs> trickling to the goalkeeper, bro. Oh, um, before we start, uh, use the hashtag Touchline Frackers for anything uh, podcast related. Give us a follow on Touchy Gunas and give uh, the Touchline Frackers podcast a review on iTunes. You can leave us a five star review on there; that'll be very, very helpful. Um, so, guys, let's start with. Um, the Palace game, which seems like an age away. I guess is this is the thing about recording a, a podcast on a Wednesday 
which is now like four days after the game. It's like everything's been spoken about. So um, it, it kind of feels like we're going over everything that's already been said before. But um, Leroy, since you haven't actually been on since Arteta been appointed, I think you've got. I think you were on the last episode just before Arteta got appointed. But you haven't okay. actually been on since Arteta got appointed. Oh, so, but you said it twice, so yeah. Is there, is there some like resentment? Do we need to? No, no. I'm out? just saying. I'm just saying. Isn't it? I'm just Are you saying. sure? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, because hey, you're, like, you're, like, you're going all crackly in your voice, and I know you do that when you get upset. Listen, I know, up, listen I know we, we have to pay you a lot in it, so we have to ration out when you when you come on. <laughs> your, no more. your fee is too high. So um, yeah, uh, just give me your um, just give me your thoughts on uh, how Arteta has done so far, and obviously you were. A, quite a staunch uh, well, a opponent to the Arteta uh, appointment, I would say. Um, I would say staunch, but I was an opponent, definitely. You were an opponent, okay. I would say you were yeah. an opponent. Um, so yeah, just give me your thoughts on on how Arteta has been so far, and, and if he has surprised you in any way. So um, obviously, I, I was the reason I wasn't really feeling Arteta, as everyone knows, is because I'm for giving a newbie the job is a bit mad in a, at a club like Arsenal. Um, it's a very big risk, and I was thinking, mm, I'm not really feeling it. But so I think we had the first interview when he came and done his first interview here. I dropped to the group like, I know better than this, but I'm gassed. I don't know why. I couldn't really put my finger on it, but I was gassed and I was on board, on board from that first interview. Then when I watched the games, I, I'm, I, you can see that he's a good coach, and I'm really liking what I'm seeing overall. Don't get me wrong, there's flaws. And a lot of the flaws are in the makeup of our squad and the attributes of our squad. But I can see that a lot of the time he is making common sense decisions. A couple of mistakes, don't get me wrong, which everyone will make, but he's making common sense decisions. He's got the gravitas that you'd expect from a manager in terms of him as a person. And because I was a bit worried about someone like Arteta, who obviously shared a dressing room with Ozil, going into a room and being able to tell Ozil what to do and get him to get him on board or someone who's only just a little bit older than someone like Aubameyang going to tell Aubameyang you need to do X, Y and Z but he seems to have the personality and the gravitas for it so he's ticking a lot of boxes the tactical sense the the personality the decision making that type of stuff obviously people will be like oh yeah you've won one in four Prem games and two in five in total I understand that but you've got to think about where we started from and where we were under Emery so I feel like I'm really happy with how the appointment's going. I feel like we definitely have to back him, and that's the biggest thing. We need to get the recruitment right, and he needs to get the back end. And if we do, I feel like he'll take us forward. You mentioned some flaws that um, Arteta has, or his system has, or whatever he's trying to has at the moment. Did you notice any of them in the in the Palace game? Was that was that the game that we uh, kind of got exposed a little bit to? Uh- was it a case of um, Palace working us out? Is there any early signs of that? No. I mean, the flaws I was saying are the flaws in the squad makeup and the attributes of the squad. So a lot of people focus on the problems with our defence, but I feel like there's some major, major issues in attack. Um, we lack a lot of attributes in attack. So obviously in attack, especially if you're, um, as Arteta's got us keeping a lot of possession and we're having 60s and 65 and 67, 68% possession, which is great. But then you have to know how to break down teams then. You're only going to break down teams if you have the amount of disruption that you need in the final third. And for that, you could do that in many ways. You can have aggressive dribblers on either side who are going to bring people out. You can have a high level of technical quality so you can pass the ball really quickly, pass a move. 
um, or you've got off-the-ball runners. Um, we don't really have that in the squad at the moment. Um, Pepe is not aggressive enough and doesn't really take on his man enough. Um, Aubameyang's not that type of player anyway. Lacazette doesn't really get enough shots off because he hasn't got the athleticism for it. We have no runners from deep. We have no one creating any disruption from that that respect. So really and truly, we actually might be quite an easy team to defend against. So I feel like the, the problems are in squad makeup, not in Arteta's setup. I think Arteta, he's doing the best with what he's got. Uh, and that's really it. But the players aren't, like you said, the players aren't fit enough. We just have to have the attributes. So what can you do? He's just doing the best with what he has. Hmm. Yeah. Um, the, the Palace game for me was... I think it's been the most disappointing one that I've seen uh, under Arteta so far. So it's definitely been the most disappointing um, out of the five. So I think we started off brightly with the, the first 30 minutes or so. We were in complete control, like maybe more control than we've been in in all the games so far. Maybe we've all, all of them, except the Leeds game, we've had quite a good element of control. Um, but we didn't create enough and I felt like that was going to come and bite us in the bum a little bit because as we know in football well as we saw from the goal all it takes is a shot from no man's land that hits you know someone's studs and goes the other way and goes into the back of the net if you aren't capitalising on the control that you have over a game then you're likely going to get punished um, so Sean what did you think about like our lack of creativity in the, in the first half and well in, in the whole game essentially since we scored we barely made another chance ex- until Lacazette um, obviously his chance at the end yeah so um, I, I think this sort of comes back to Leroy's point about um, breaking team down and it comes back to the squad makeup um, essentially we are, we have um, four forwards on the pitch um, and, and there isn't the right sort of blend of attributes. As, as Leroy said, Aubameyang's not a dribbler. He's not going to take it past anyone. Um, Pepe's not been consistent in his application of dribbling past anyone. Um, Lacazette doesn't have the athleticism to get in behind anyone. So Aubameyang really is the only runner in behind. And um, Ozil isn't, unfortunately, now he's, he's declining physically. He's working a lot harder, so we have to give him props for that. However, he's not dynamic enough at the moment in the final third. Teams know that he's not a threat from a shooting perspective. Um, so, so it's kind of a, a, a weird mix mash. As, as as well as like as nice as it sounds on paper, Aubameyang, Lacazette, and Pepe with Özil behind them, it, I, I still don't. I don't think it works. Obviously, it was only the second game they've actually started together as a whole, which is quite nuts in itself. But um, I generally don't think that the blend of attributes is right. So, you know, Leroy spoke about um, in terms of the structure. The structure has actually been great in terms of making us look good defensively. As in, we're not conceding any shots on goal at the moment. Um, the, the setup is nice to that our defenders are, are now looking competent. You know what I mean? So there's a structure in place which isn't really exposing anyone's sort of flaws. Um, but where you're seeing sort of the hindrances is further up. So I always kind of remember under Wenger, um, I always liked that the balance going forward was always nice because he tended to have like um, two finishers and, and, and maybe two creators. So if you think back to uh, the 2010-11 team, so we had Van Persie up front and Walcott on the right. So those were the, the bulk of the goals often came from them. And then he had um, Fabregas in behind Nasri from the left and even Wilshire Deep as well. So at the moment, there's there's nowhere near enough creativity. So there's nowhere near enough ball carriers um, from the middle. So Xhaka and Torreira is OK. It's quite balanced, but it's also very unspectacular because um, Xhaka, is, Xhaka can only break lines through passing. He's not going to be able to carry the ball up the pitch. And um, as games, when games tend to get stretched and um, teams tend to apply um, 
more, more pressure on us from an athleticism standpoint. Um, we tend to wilt because we're, we're not good in that at all. So we're working harder, but still um, that has its sort of its own limitation. So what I would like to see, um, and, and this comes back to Leroy's point about recruitment, we need um, a centre midfielder who can carry the ball. Um, and this is why I'm very high on um, Bubakari Samare over any other option we've been linked with because he can break the lines both with his passing and dribbling. So it's just a much more dynamic threat. Um, so you can pin opponents back in a numerous, in a, in a variety of different ways. And I would also obviously eventually like to see Lacazette dropped um, or Bamiyan move to the middle and then us to have um, a, another dynamic threat on the left, whether that can be, a, a, whether that's another direct 1v1 dribbler or someone for Ozil to link up with, because it, it's wrong at the moment that Ozil is the only body, he's the only, only person that in the, in the team that can create. So it's just that it's a, it's a massive imbalance at the moment. And like you said, that's not really Arteta's fault because he's, he's, using the tools that he has to work with. But this is now where um, Raul and Edu need to help Arteta right going forward in the track. Do, do we not have any like internal solutions at the moment? Like, is there nothing that Arteta could play around with to, to you know, maybe maybe make us a little bit more creative in the final third? Because I, I'm looking at the bench, there isn't really much there, is there? <laughs> like, we've got Martinelli, but again, he's no. another finisher. He's not a, he's not a creator. He's... He's not going to. He's not going to make things happen, really and truly. Um, but we just don't have much, do we? I, 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 I don't see any because uh, we have no depth um, in terms of quality, and our squad's full of youngsters. Um, and I'll just add to the point, um, add to Sharon's point that it's. A, I even think it's a testament to Arteta because the thing is, they always say your coaching is how you progress the ball through the thirds and how you go to the final third. And if you look at the statistics under Emery and under Arteta. In terms of the final third entries, we're actually getting quite a lot. So we're doing well in that part. Um, less so against Crystal Palace, which we did struggle, and that was the worst of the five games in that component. But then when you get to the final third, that's where your quality comes in. That's where your attributes come in, because that's where the people who earn the most money need to do something special, do something different to create that disruption, because that's one of the hardest things to do on the pitch. So it's not Arteta's coaching. Like you say, it's literally just a squad thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, But... Um, yeah, what was I going to say? Yeah, it's, it's literally just a squad thing, but we don't really have any internal solutions. And I'm actually gutted because two players which I really wish we had now that we uh, we let go of is um, Alex Awobi and um, uh, Oxley Chamberlain. Mm. Imagine adding those two to this to but, this makeup. To me, because... those two players seem more of what you're talking about. They're 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 very good at maybe getting to the to the box, but don't really do much in the box. No, but the thing is, Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain is Maybe so Maybe less so, so Oxlade-Chamberlain, sorry. But yeah. So Alex, Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain is so explosive that I feel like his dribbling or his ability to go past people is going to create that disruption. Iwobi, Iwobi is very good in small spaces and good at combining, so he would have combined very well with Ozil. And I'd have loved to see him as a midfielder because he could have been a midfielder that could carry as well. And because he can carry from the second phase to the third phase, he can progress by a carrying. That's another as another element of disruption, as Sharon was saying earlier. So I feel like those two would have been perfect in this situation. Um, I, yeah, I, we, we really need to find it in the market. What about Ceballos? Sorry, I don't think there's anything. We need, the thing is about Ceballos, we don't really know what he's going to do because he can do that well from a deeper position, but he's not. He, he's got too many negatives to be put in a deeper position because of his athleticism, his defensive quality and stuff like that. So then we would have to put him in the Ozil position, but played as a withdrawn, more of a role in an eight. That then takes away from the creativity because what one thing Sabas doesn't do is create in that final phase, like from um, the final phase before the shot. He doesn't do that very well. Ozil's the only player really in the squad that does that 
and then Pepe to a, a much lesser extent. So I, I don't really see where Sabaos actually fits in this side. I really don't. In this, with this current set of players, we'd have to get some different players and model it a bit differently. I, I just, I feel like we'll struggle to get him in unless he wants to put him in on on uh, put him in say wide, say wide left, and 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 work the system a different way. So like, has a Bamiang up top, has a Bios wide left as a creator, and then ask Pepe to play higher up or something along those lines. That's how I can see him fitting in the, in the team. But in this current setup, I, I really struggle to see where he where he comes in. Yeah, I, I really um I, sorry, got Oh yeah, no, no, sorry. I, I was really gonna say I, I really agree with Leroy um in terms of Iwobi and Oxley Chamberlain. Put it this way, if you had um Iwobi in for Lacazette and Oxley Chamberlain in for um Xhaka, I think we win that game on Saturday. Just because those are so Palace were so strict in terms of their um in terms of their positioning in front of the back four. So it was very hard and and, and you need um people who can destabilise those sort of lines. And um, Iwobi and Oxlade-Chamberlain both do that in sort of different ways as well. So um, Oxlade-Chamberlain, for example, he commits you to come out to him. So in the 4-2-3-1, um, Iwobi could have been from the left and um, Ox in the pivot. But also if you changed it to a 4-3-3, I think it still would have had a decent balance with um, Ox and Iwobi right in front of Torreira as well. Mm-hmm. I think that could have worked that way. It would have needed more work. But um, in terms of the balance of profiles, it works nicely as well. So Arteta really just needs to um, decide what he wants and then he'll have to feed that, obviously, into the management. If he's going to keep with the 4 then I think we would need um, a wide creator. But yeah, um, if we're going to... if he does Do we not already have one? Three, who? Yeah. <laughs> 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 I mean, huh? I, I mean no, no, isn't he so, supposed so, to be the wide creator? So I well, Yalko, I see his younger cousin. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, so one of the one of the interesting things I, I sort of thought thought from the game is that I would like to see um, Pepe higher up, and I would like to see um, an overlapping fullback because obviously Ainsley's doing great, but that side is very isolated, and um, Özil is sort of occupying similar zones. You know, that right half space really high up the pitch, but Özil doesn't shoot. So, I, I kind of feel like to an extent Pepe doesn't know where to stand. Because that position he often took up at Lille on the right half space. Um, but obviously Ozil's there at the moment. So I'm just kind of, I, I would like to see, like the way we um, invert it, I would prefer if it was done on the left-hand side. So we could have Pepe higher up so he could start inward so he can find it. Because what, essentially what we do, we need him closer to goal. I think he's far too, he's way too far away from goal. So if you're going to get goals from him, um, I, I think you need to station him in a, in, a, in a better position first and foremost. So I don't really like leaving him isolated out um, with loads of players to beat. So, yeah, that, that would Do you know hard. what? That, yeah. That's one thing I'm going to give him the first probably bit of credit I've given him on is that he does... Some of it's like near misses. They look like... You can see that there is a finisher in there in yeah. terms of his... Uh, his he's been very ability. unlucky. I think we counted the other day that he hit the wood, he's hit the woodwork four times this season. Yeah. And they've but been then, from good strikes. Yeah, and but then if you look at how he's taken the chances and his decision making in those chances, it's been very good in terms of how he's actually struck the ball. If he's used, and um, if he's had to that one where you said if he could have taken it first time when he shimmy to the side, I think he actually did the right thing and create more space, little things like that. So um, that would be an interesting thing to further towards goal with a bit of confidence. But what do you uh, think uh, the thinking was behind moving him to the left on uh, against Palace? Because I did, I, I heard it mentioned on the Arse Vision podcast as well about moving him to the. Yeah, left, yeah, um... yeah, 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 no free promo, dude. <laughs> Listen, stop, stop someone's got to pay your wages, isn't it? Someone's got to pay your wages, bro. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> bro. They need to be. We, I ain't eating, so we haven't say no names. So, so that's redacted. 
the redacted podcast carry on but yeah i heard it mentioned somewhere else this week that you know um you know the pros and cons about moving pepe out to the left and pepe Pepe, rah, I'm even getting, I'm even butchering his name now. That's how much respect uh, I've lost for the Giza. Yeah, loud. But um, uh, yeah, uh, what are the what? So, do, do you think that's something that we could now see because he finished a game on the left? Do you think that's something maybe we could see um, against Sheffield United, especially I, I now that Oba is obviously going to be out? I I I I don't really understand the thinking. To be honest, I haven't I haven't thought about it too much. I did see it, but it's not something I paid too much attention to. Um, and I don't really know the reason behind it because the thing is Pepe's game or what he, the way he at least tries to play I've only had experience of seeing him on the right I haven't had any experience of seeing him on the left mm. so I don't really know what he can offer um, I guess it's like, more of a simplified thing isn't it it's like yeah. get him out there he can put crosses in and he can shoot essentially like more shooting options mm, usually shooting options you get more shooting options cutting him but off I, his I, other side though. but I think if for me it I think it's, e- it's easier to shoot from the left-hand side than it would be from the right-hand side for him. For him, it depends on how because he gets shown. Him. He gets shown outside all the time, so it's very and because he's so one-footed, he ain't going to put it on his right foot. It, it depends if he's like on the last man and you're playing him very, very high up on the left-hand side. I can see that, and you're saying, "Look, just make runs in behind all day, yeah, um, or hit the byline and cross it in." Fair enough. Um, but obviously, I'm not really so sure about that. But we'll we'll see what happens. What, what do you like... think we're gonna do then? When now now that Obo has confirmed is out for free game, did you guys think that was a red card? By the way, yeah, yeah, it was red. Yeah, yeah. yeah All right, cool. We're all in the, uh, yeah. agreement. Now. Yeah, it was, it was a red. Yeah, but oh, there was some nonsense talked about on, on on the main pod because they were talking about like Obo literally sorted over to him mad slowly. The only reason it was a red is because. The way he landed and the, on his the, ankle, on yeah. his ankle, and the thing is, he had this full weight on his ankle, mm-hmm. and then over put the pressure on. So yeah. obviously, you're going to get him rolled over. Robertson yeah. approached that at far, far greater speed, but the positioning and the angle is different. It was a red card. Don't get me wrong; mm-hmm. I've not really got yeah. an issue to it. But... Yeah. So, so my version to that is, yeah. So it, it was definitely a red. There's no arguments for me on that side. But but as Leroy said, you can see how Aubameyang went into it. Like, he literally just went to block. He literally didn't even go yeah. to challenge him. It was just late and it was like, even Arteta said today in his press conference, literally, there was no... Inter- and he- But I have an issue with it being a free game suspension because it wasn't violent conduct. Do you know what I mean? There, there was no... It, the challenge looked bad because of... The red cards essentially has been given because of the... Yeah. The, yeah, the, yeah, the yeah. outcome, but isn't it? If, if it was um, a one-game suspension, I would be cool. But literally, there mm. was no, there was no sort of intention to injure the guy. It was yeah. literally just late. I, yeah. So I, 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 I really do feel like we've been harshly done by. With the There's no consistency, is there? Because like yeah, we've now I, lost our Oba for three games. Whereas yeah. uh, did Robertson even get a yellow card? I don't think he did. Did he? Barely. Was he like, foul? Yeah, yeah, I don't, I yeah that's what I'm saying. I don't even think it got given as a foul. And and, so... and, and and that's that's my big thing generally. I've got no issue with the red card, but yeah. it's the consistency, especially as um Andre Ayu was uh oh, sorry, Jordan Ayu, I beg your pardon, was committing foul after foul after foul right. in this game. He um, should have been booked mm-hmm. at fifteen but minutes. Got booked. He was taking the piss. Mm. Yeah, he was. He was Yeah. Wait, is um, yeah, um, what what do you guys think about Laka's constant fa- fouling though? Like, yeah, I'm worried about him, man. I really am worried it's, about it's him. He don't it, seem to be bringing anything <clears throat> to the team except for breaking down attacks and you know, and these little niggly fouls. Yeah, I I think it's um, 
Yeah, um, well, because Arteta said today he's quite happy with him in, in the press conference. Obviously, he, he he's not going to say he's, he's not going to come out and say he's disappointed. Um, in terms of the the constant niggly fouls, I, I think that's just um, uh, a ploy to break up play. Um, you know, like sometimes you just, sometimes you've just got to be bitty. Like, do you know, what I mean, like too often, more often than not, we just let people run away. Like sometimes you've just got to stop stop them, mm-hmm. like break up the flow of the game, allow us to get bodies behind the ball. Um, so I'm not overly overly fussed about that. I disagree. Um, I, I disagree. He's been doing that for time. He's been doing that under Emery. He's been doing that um, when he was under Wenger. I feel like it's because one, he he's got a, he's got a frustrated element to him, especially when he's chasing the ball and he's not getting there. So that's part of it. Two, a lot of the fouls are due to tiredness because it's always at the end of the game where he's just committing bare silly fouls on the end of the eighteen yard box and all sorts. Um, a lot of it's tiredness and fitness related. And then, um, as well as being tired, that's a fitness related. A lot of it's just he's too slow to get to people. He just <laughs> actually make the challenge. So he's put he, he puts in a mad shift, and actually, I think he puts in too much of a shift because if you remember, like when Van Persie started, and he was moved to nine originally, um, and Wenger said to him, um, or he said that Wenger said to him, "Look, you're running too much, and you're doing too much of your work in in non dangerous areas." I feel like that's like a set. I feel like he hasn't got the biggest natural capacity for, st- for in terms of stamina anyway obviously he wants to do well for the fans and do well for the team but I feel like he puts too much of his energy into his off the board defensive work and when he actually comes to do the offensive stuff he hasn't got the explosiveness or the actual reserves to do what if, he needs to if do if he don't do the work in hard though he ain't got anything to his game though does he so he's got to work hard for the fans otherwise my, just, just, they'll just be on his back my point if he had did less of that work maybe he'd have a bit more explosiveness left for the other sides of the game mm. and get a few more goals but yeah, he's just he's just not a fit guy naturally, and it? it's got no mm. capacity. But I feel like that the fouls are part. That's part of it. Yeah, I just saw Andre uh, Jordan Ayew committed seven fouls, no booking. Hmm. But yeah, um, and, so, and about five of them were in about the first twenty minutes. Yeah, yeah, ridiculous, man, ridiculous. Um, so what are we gonna do then? So Obba's out for three games. Um, what do you think Arteta's thinking is? I I think I think he could go um, Pepe out wide. Out left, sorry, and maybe Reese Nelson out on 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 the right wing. Uh-huh. Mm, I, I, I don't I don't think so. I I, I just think um, I, I think part of the reason he moved Pepe out to the left in that game as well was that like um, when we went down to ten men, obviously he had to still do a lot of hard work defensively, and um, Martinelli was fresh, mm-hmm. so it made sense to put him on, on the side Zaha, that Zaha yeah. that mm-hmm. on, on on that side. So I, I I'm not hundred percent convinced that much, that as much as I'm not convinced that much is going to change. Um, I, for me personally, as much as even obviously now I like Nelson, just, just I, I don't think you change much. You just bring in Martinelli at the moment. So okay. just bring in Martinelli for the left. Um, he looked right when he came on. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, he he always will be because he's very high octane, high energy, um, intensity as well. Um, I, Obviously, I I have um, I'm still not really happy with him technically, even though he's obviously he's only 18. He's he's got a lot to do, but um, and against Sheffield United especially, it will be tough in terms of because there'll be another team that are quite resolute, um, to have a very strong defensive line. I think they've only lost like one away game all season as well, mm. so they're very they're very very tough to beat. So um, Arteta will have to have a plan in terms of of how we sort of try to break lines and create chances so it, it kind of obviously comes back to what we just spoke about initially obviously he'll, he'll have to manage it because we don't really have um, the necessary profiles in the squad to um, 
from a creative standpoint to, to sort of disrupt the, the broken line. So hopefully we can get an early goal and that can maybe force Sheffield United out a bit as well. But, um, but yeah, I'd, I'd imagine Martinelli would be the obvious solution. It, there's no need to overcomplicate anything else too much at, at the moment, I would say. Fair enough. Uh, Libra, what about yourself? Yeah, 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 I agree. I, I feel like it'll be either Martinelli or Nelson. It'll, there'll just be a like-for-like swap on the left. Mm. Um, uh, probably Martinelli because of the goals to try and replace that element um, but yeah I, I just feel like that's exactly what he'll do I don't think he'll make many other changes uh, you don't think he'll make any other changes whatsoever nah, nah. Um, it depends on it depends on if Torreira's injured oh, and by the way as well, isn't he? Um, by the way um, a big part of why we um, not lost I mean we did lose control when he was on a little bit but a big part of why we really struggled is Torreira because Good I'm point, sorry man. This, uh, I need to eulogise about this guy just just for two minutes because he's actually fucking sensational. Oh, like, okay, yeah. I thought you were Torreira, like doozy. Nah, Torreira, when I watch him and I'm looking at the, the intricacies of the game, speed of play, when, when the game's really squeezed, those little intangibles, the, the, the five yards that matter when it's about making a tackle, making a challenge, the reading in the game and the anticipation, he is we unreal. told them, ask about our boy um, Montevideo, bruv. bruv. They didn't want to listen, though. And, and the thing is, I, I said before, and they always got on to me, I feel that that guy is one of the top players, or top talents at least, in the game. And I feel like he can play at any club in world football. I feel like he's that good. This episode is sponsored by Schwann's.com. What are you having for dinner tonight? Hmm, good question. Schwann's Home Delivery has a solution for you. Stock up your freezer with high-quality frozen foods like premium meats and sides, delicious ready-made meals, ice cream, and more. No subscriptions, no memberships, just a friendly yellow truck that's been delivering food for almost 70 years. Listeners of this show get a special deal. Get 20% off your first order with code YUM20. Check out schwanns.com backslash yum for details. He's that good. And I feel like he's not... He's even still playing, not within himself, but there's still so much more that he can do and so much more development that he can get. Mm-hmm. And it, it, when he is not playing for us, you really notice it, especially defensively. Unbelievable. Unbelievable talent. One of the best players in our squad, easily. Did, did um, also, Napoli does... sign Labotka, didn't they? Did, does that impact on maybe yeah, any yeah. potential uh, move that they may have for Torreira? I don't, I, yeah, I don't. I, I don't think they'll sign him now um, because they signed the Boca. But I, I thought we should sign him as well because he went for fifteen point four million. I yeah. heard. But he didn't have a good time at Vigo, did he? I couldn't care less. Mm. That's like that's El Nani money, bruv. Like. Mm. Also, I, I think Torreira's to, to and the links with Napoli were linked to when Emery was here, basically, because obviously since Arteta's come in, that link's pretty much evaporated. So mm-hmm. I, 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 I don't see that happening anytime soon as well. But just to um, touch on Leroy's point as well, there, there's a thing he does really, really well, like, and, and I think it's kind of underrated as well. You know, when he wins the ball back, he releases it very, very quickly as well. Like, you know, when opponents are not set, so he's won the ball back and he's passed it through the line so so quickly yeah he'll do it off balance as well on the floor and shit like yeah and that's one of the quick things to find Ozil in space as well he he does it so so well but I think because the passes don't always look that complicated people people sometimes underrate it as Mm. well but it's a great quality to be able to get and give it and and find the man in space um, so so quickly like I said it's a simple fundamental but not everyone can do it yeah yeah. it is quite scary because um, I'm looking at it now and I'm thinking I don't know what loss is bigger for um, Saturday if, if Torreira isn't playing. Is is the loss of Arba bigger or is the loss of Torreira bigger? Because both players <clears> seem <throat> to be irreplaceable at the moment. 
Uh, they're both big losses, but Oba's the only person who scores goals. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it's, it's, it's going to be over, man. Yeah. He, literally, no. He, I think, what is it called? 44% of our goals this season? 48, I think it was. Oh, geez. Like, it's, it's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. So, I, I don't see where. Really, isn't it? It's I fucking embarrassing. <laughs> I don't see where we're getting a goal without him, and that's. That, that's saying something. Yeah, I think I think Martinelli obviously adds a as a scoring threat to the pitch. Um, but yeah, I mean, he's, he's, still, he's, he's 18, still a kid. He? So. He's still a kid. He's still a kid. I set, all I see is like a scummy set piece, like a David Luiz near post flick and a Socrates header or something stupid mm. like that. Yeah, it's going to be a scrappy game, I think, because Sheffield United, I think they got the second best defensive record in the league. Um, Chris I'm not doing a They're great a good job. Team, man. Yeah, they are. Well, I mean, they showed against yeah. us. They were quite resilient against us in the. Um, in Pepe, in one of Pepe's four good games this season, uh... four, four, four good games is an exage as well, bro. Like, you think four good games is an exage? It's an exage, fan. Yeah, but, yeah, people, yeah, but people talk about Liverpool. Liverpool but, was a good game, though. Come on, but Liverpool. Okay, he had a, a couple of nice moments. So he had the beating of Van Dijk. But if Damari Gray the, performed like he but, did against Liverpool, hey, uh, hey, Pepe hey, did hey, against Liverpool. He missed a one-on-one. Yeah. When we were nil nil, that's yeah. the first thing. Yeah. And then he was anonymous. He barely touched the ball for the rest of the game. How many bloody ball did he? Ball, did he? Huh? Really get the bloody ball, did he? Of course. But then how can he have a good game? But he he done a couple of nice things. I don't think that. Yeah, but you've got to judge him based on what like that doesn't constitute as a good game, bruv. Like he can't do. He he had like three nice touches in the whole game, and then and then missed the one on one, which was actually not a difficult one on one to take. I don't see how that constitutes as a good game. I think it constitutes to a good game. If you do everything, nah, like, if you do like ninety percent of the things that you do on a football pitch and they're good, then nah, I think... but, you did, but that wasn't the case though. That wasn't the case. Uh, like, yeah, I think, like, what, what, could you, what could you say that was bad about that performance other than the, the miss, the one on one? All right, we need to pull up the stats because I swear he lost the ball better time. He was what? But obviously, it's, it's yeah, not. It's not easy. Who loses the ball, bro? Nah, nah, I'm not having it. Not having it. Sorry. If that, that that that's reaching, that's reaching for the stars. Constitutes a good game, but whatever. Yeah, man. But, yeah but you would go and talk, tell me about some random Awobi game that he was good, bro. So, uh, lie, bro. Nah, I'm nah, getting nah, the stats bro. up now, actually. Let's see how many God. times he lost the ball. Fifteen times. What? That's yeah. Nothing, bro. But how many times did we have the fucking ball to his face? <laughs> well, he touched the ball 54 times, so... Oh, and, and he completed 7 out of 10 dribbles, which is pretty bloody good. Your boy Damari Gray is on 1 in 3 at the moment. I listen, Damari yeah. Gray yeah, is a one threat. 1 in 3, mate. I'll tell you about Damari Gray. <laughs> he's a batter, oh, bro. He's a All that guy is interested in is about moving to girls at DMU, man. He ain't on his football, bro. I agree. Yeah, he's a bat, bro. He is, bro. He's a threat, bro. He's, 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 he's a serious threat. youth. He's a threat he's, to what? He's a serious youth fan. Ugh, you're on banter. Um, so there's a few things going on this week. So uh, we'll talk about them a little bit now. So uh, the first one is Eddie looks like he's staying. So uh, I don't really understand the reasoning behind... Well, I understand the reasoning. Is obviously Arteta likes him, right? Um, but surely it benefits us and him to go out on loan. Why? Because the thing is, I don't get this. Everyone's saying it doesn't make sense. I think it makes perfect sense. What, to keep him? Yeah. No, one, because, no, we've because got, he needs minutes. Right, he needs minutes. But number one, okay, for him, it might not be the right decision. But for Arsenal, it is, from, in, in my opinion. I, I'll tell you because why I disagree we, well, with that. Because uh, if he if he goes to someone like Bristol City and starts their number nine and bags ten goals for the next for the rest of the season, that's yeah. an automatic thirty mil on his price to, on his on his transfer uh, value. Yeah, automatic thirty enough, mil. Fair enough. But this season we we're short of numbers. Number one, we've got Are we? three. 
Yeah, what? We're in three competitions. So we're in the FA Cup. We're in the. We've got three um, strikers, though. Yeah, we're in the, one second. But like, Martelli hasn't played up front once. But he can, he can play. Yeah, yeah. Has he but played up front in the, no, in the no, League Cup I mean, and Europa League? I mean, I mean for, for Arteta, that's what I meant. But oh, right. Okay. We're, yeah. we're in three competitions. We're in the FA Cup. We're in the Europa League. We're going to be having two games a week from February onwards, hopefully, if we, if we go far in the Europa League. Now, we're going to need to rotate some. We're definitely going to need to rotate some. The thing is, we have three strikers, but Ovar and Laka are both in the starting eleven, So we're going to need to give at least one or two of them a break. Definitely. Mm. Then, um, what's his name? Martelli, isn't he going to the Junior Olympics or something? I think Arteta said something about his... Uh... No, no. It's, it's no, it's no um, we declined it, so he's not going. Okay. So he's definitely not going? Yeah, he's not going anywhere. Okay, fair enough. Because I thought he was going for two months. Yeah, you know these, Bra- nah. these Brazilian dons are bare patriotic as well. Bro. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. Really, ba- ba- basically... Um, be crying because he li- yeah. won the Junior Olympics. You know? Bro, man no, packed his bags three weeks ago. So. <laughs> Do you know what? They, they, they asked, but apparently Arteta vetoed it. He said no. Mm. Yeah, I, I would rather him go out alone, if I'm being honest. I don't. I just don't see him getting... I don't, no, I, to, I'm not even honest, sure he's good enough. I don't know if he's if he's, he's good enough he's, to make a difference. He's probably not good enough, but I thought Martinelli was going out. And if he's going out and we're not getting anyone in, I thought that was a very, very big risk. So if Martinelli's not going for two months, fair enough. Oh, if Martinelli was going for two months, then 100%. I would say we need to bloody buy another attacker, not, not yeah, bloody... That, that, that was my understanding, because I right. thought he was going to go to the Olympics. Oh, no, okay. yeah, I, 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 I would happily let Eddie go, because I, I generally don't see where um, he, he's going to play. Like For the next like month and a bit... He'll get, what, four, five yeah. hundred minutes from now to the end of the season? If that, because because for like he for now until like mid Feb, we've got one game a week, um, so you can assume no one's getting rested or or mm. really rotated. Like, and then obviously we'll start to have um, the Europa, and I guess it depends on how far we go in the FA Cup. Obviously, um, who we got we in the FA Cup? Uh, we got Bournemouth away next game, mm. so I think he might put out another strong sort of mismatch. Mm. So, so so maybe there will be minutes, but I I don't think it's going to be great for his development. Well, I think we're shooting ourselves and, in the and, foot, man. Another thing as well, like especially when they're both in the starting lineup and we've got a very high intensity game, you want to bring someone on who can nick a goal in that last X amount of time. I know you've got Martinelli, but Eddie's a different option with different attributes. Mm. So he's probably thinking about that extra five, ten percent in the last fifteen minutes. Someone who's going to be in the box who can just nick me a goal yeah. here and there, which can make a difference. So I can see him coming on in that aspect as well. Okay. All right, fair enough. I'll tell you to get everything he can because I know man, man's feeling like he's impoverished right now. Yeah. You know, like when you've been in a Hilton hotel and you get kicked out for doing the madness in Vegas and then you have to go to one of them <laughs> fucking hostels. That's probably what it feels like coming to Arsenal. <laughs> no, I can't, I, I can't even lie. He must have looked at the squad. Speaking like, from experience, are like, you? Oh, coming, mate. Coming from City, he must have just looked at this and thought, bro, what's going on here, bro? <laughs> Especially with the midfielders, bro. He must... From like, all the options he would have had in midfield, bro. Just the Jacko and Torreira. That mm. basically is peaking. <laughs> and did he say something like, this job's harder? I mean, the task is harder than I expected or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. It's not a surprise. Yeah, no. Well, well we, we, I mean, we are linked with this... Uh, Bru- Bru- oh, I forgot his name. Bruno Gumeres or something, is it? Gumeres. Right. Listen, yeah. Like I said, these... They're like Arsenal fans. We're very tribal. So are South Americans because all these South Americans, these guys who are like from uh, Chile, Brazil, all that kind of stuff that live over in England or in football Twitter, they back their dons. Any any South American, they back them and they hype them 24-7. It's constant propaganda. But I haven't seen too much of him when I watched him on clips. I've only seen a few clips, don't get me wrong, but I thought like, this guy looks like just another Genduzi level player. 
Oh really? What what what? I I'm, I haven't watched a single clip on him. So <clears throat> give me like a brief uh, overview of what kind of player he is. He just looked like a a defensive minded box to box midfielder. Mm, yeah, as a minded box to box, I can't say. Literally, I watched about four compilations, so don't quote me on this. Defensive minded box to box midfielder. He was reasonably tidy, but not that great in his long passing. Um, it wasn't like that crisp, but um, he had a few different decent dribbles, some nice movements, got in the box, scored a few goals. But in terms of, you know, when you can watch someone instantly and you see mad quality, you can yeah. see like this guy's mad. I didn't get that vibe whatsoever. Okay. I didn't get that vibe at all. So maybe I'm wrong. I, literally, four clips. Sean, mm. have you? I know you. I know you started early on this geezer. Yeah. So, uh, you you yeah, compare that yeah. to that, that slobber's eye or whatever his name is. Yeah, his yeah. his, his yeah. highlights look a mad tick. Yeah, but he's been struggling this season, hasn't he, for Salzburg? He has the best highlight reel I think I've seen in the last five yeah. years. No, it's it's a joke. It's a bit of a joke. But the, the links of, on him have gone a bit cold. I'm wondering if it's because he's had a pretty poor season for Salzburg. Who Yeah, Sean. Sorry, tell me about I didn't this yeah, to, to be honest, like I've been, like I like I put in the chat earlier, I've been seeing um, bare people talking about him. Um, he just, he, I, I'm not overly impressed to be honest. I, I, I don't really see what the supposed oh, hype is about. He, he just seems like a bit of yeah, he's something to like get excited looks, about. Jesus. Uh, he's just a bit of a, he's a bit of a passion merchant, man. Like he just oh, runs. Aztecs, like, he, man. Yeah, like he, he's okay. He looks competent, like in a lot of areas, but. He doesn't really look like he excels in anything particular, like in anything. Like put it this way, I, I don't see he's not a better pass than Granit Granit Xhaka from what I've seen. Do you know what I mean? Mm. So yeah, so I, yeah, I, I don't know. I'm I'm, I'm not particularly infused. Like you said, I might be very very wrong. Like and you know sometimes obviously YouTube compilations don't always tell the whole story. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. there might be a lot more um, that meets the eye, but. Mm. I can't imagine Arteta knows much about him. No, so, it, it's an, it sounds like a signing driven by Edu. This is his that, kind of. Uh, that's 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 what I'm thinking. Do you know what I mean? Mm. So um, I mean, you got it right if, with Martinelli. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, no, uh, that, no, that wasn't that's, Edu. That's Kagiao. Yeah, yeah, but this Kagiao is involved with this geezer, no? Apparently, he's watched him for four years or something like that. Well, you know, my boy Francis, but, he's never yeah. wrong. No, I don't know about that. But you I know was, what, like. Um, I just we need athletes. Well, let, let me and get your ropes up, all right? Because we're linked with Lervin Kazawa. Nah, nah, nah. You know what? I, I don't rate him as a player. I don't rate him absolutely as a player. not. But the only thing I was saying in the group is, if he was free, <coughs> I could see it as a money raising exercise to sell collar for twenty mil and then get him on a free. I'm gonna cough. So. <laughs> oh, you're right there, mate. Oh. No, I'm dying. Short sales. Go... <laughs> <laughs> Leroy, see, he looks like he's had enough, bro. But I'm, I'm going to die. I don't, know no, if you, I don't know if you're sick at the sign of Kazawa or if you're actually <laughs> ill, bro. Uh, no, nah, but anyway, I, I, I thought like, okay, we're going to sell Connor for 15, 20 mil to Napoli or something stupid like that. Bring this guy on a free. Either way, he's going to be second fiddle to Kieran Tierney anyway. Mm. So that that's what I thought it would be. But I'm not really keen on the signing personally, especially if we're looking to pay six more from in January. What's mm. the point? Yeah, what, what's the point? Because we would have three left backs now, unless we, unless of course we sell Connor. But then, how long's Tierney out for? Into what Feb? It's been three months from December. So yeah, oh, March, 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 March. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't know about that. I, 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 and plus, he ain't played for about ten years, has he? 
he's been injured bare. And he's already like and he's he's twenty seven, so he's even older than Collar as well, like so I just I'm not even Unless he's happy to take like 40k a week or something like that then... that's what I was about to say because I'm int- how much does he earn at PSG I'm sure he earns P so that's your right. fucking case over there isn't either it? way we, we need robust athletes all over the all our recruitment needs to be athletic robust not an injury problem who, 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 who are we linked to at the moment that's you know uh, peaking your interest um, okay if we look at the vague links Thomas Party. Okay, yeah, yeah. But that, is that a vague link or is that quite... Yeah, that's uh... uh, so a reasonable link. Sumare. Okay. Um, in midfield. That's I, I mean, happen, I, though, is it? I've seen tentative links to Grealish because I'm like clutching at straws. I you love Grealish. You definitely typed in Grealish. I asked for like, Google. Yeah, yeah. The 12th the, page, that, that the page showed, <laughs> showed a link. Showed a link. <laughs> so I'm having it. I'm having it. Um, John Stones? No, fuck no. that. Oh. <coughs> oh, I'm going to be sick again. Now <laughs> Um, I've just typed in Arsenal transfers in Google, so I'm having a little look. Uh, so I'm, I'm seeing. Uh, wait, what was this one? Endangong Dakanam, Jenny Dakanam. Oh, that guy from Getafe. Is he from Getafe? Is that, is that half centre back? That's like five oh, yeah. ten, but jumps, but jumps like yeah. three, three, three feet in the air. Okay. Yeah. yeah. We have yeah. him. He's twenty eight though. No, I, I haven't nah, seen much of him to be honest. Monaco have already bid know. around thirteen million. They value him closer to twenty-two. I just know he's athletic. Right. That's it. But I, I, I don't see him. But I, I think this Bruno thing, this Brazilian guy, I feel like it's been um, them trying to put pressure on Benfica because Benfica, Benfica were yeah. rumored to close the deal, um, and I feel like it's just scare tactics to try and get them to to, oh. to put pull their finger out. Lamar and Hakan Kakanoglu. Oh, yeah. Hakan never, never, <laughs> never. <laughs> Fucking that would be the Oi. worst signing. Horrible, horrible. Um, yeah. Lamar, I'm not feeling for the price that he's at. And what about saying, a swap for Laka though? Uh, if it's a straight swap with no money, I'm having it because of the age and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, I'll have it. Do you think they'll be open to that? There must be money uh, around similar similar prices, no? Yeah, yeah, similar prices. Because Lamar's right. stock has, has dropped. And as long as we're not giving them any peas and we just swap them, I'm I'm cool with that. Mm. Sean, you having that? And and that's yeah, only because yeah, I think that he's a better piece. Long term, he's a Where better he piece play, to have. Though? Um, he play off the left. I'd like to see him playing a full three three. I really would. In, yeah, in, 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 in a midfield three, yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. Mm. Uh, that, that, yeah. If if we were to buy him, that's how I would like him to to sort of be used as well. Um, in a four three, um, because a couple of years ago I was quite big on him, but I've just gone off. Like there, there's just other options that are more appealing to me. Obviously, most notably um, Jack Greenish, who, who we should give the keys of N five to. But, but other than that, yeah, it's cost too much um, money, isn't it? Forty five mil. No, it's not. It's not got a release. It's not got a release. I thought it was a, I thought there was a release clause. No, it's not got a release. Mm. Oh, peak. Yeah. Anyway, I, I, I think that. Uh, um, yeah, it's not released. Okay. Uh, the thing, the, the thing about Lamar else. as well, though, I, even I said it at the time, Lamar is a very good player, but he's a cop. He's nothing special. He's not. He's he's like a Zayek, an upgraded Zayek kind of player. Like none of them are going to do anything. They're not going to be the linchpin of your team, the hub of your team, etc. But they're going to be nice pieces to have. But um, at the kind of prices they're they're quoted at, not really feeling them. I feel like like I said, we've got better options, especially if we're going in the attacking positions. Like yeah. I'd rather. 
from the look of them, again, not watched extensively, that Everton Suarez looks like more of a live wire who's going to do more in the final mm-hmm. third than a Lamar. That's why I'm more interested in Lamar in more of a midfield creative role. Mm-hmm. Um, things have gone cold on Upa. That's just they're top of the league. They're not going to sell him. Yeah, yeah, that's that's what I'm saying. That's not going to happen in Jan. That's that's a summer thing right there. So in mm-hmm. summer he will go because he only had 12 months left on his deal. Mm-hmm. So um, the, I, I guess the the worry for that is that I because I want him. I would like us to sort of agree a deal now for the summer because in the summer I can just see other teams being interested as well mm. so that's the sort of one we'll have to act early early on but if he's, got, if he's got any brain he'll just hold on until the summer no? yeah, he, yeah I, I mean yeah he, I mean he, why why, why join Arsenal if, if he wins the Bundesliga with uh, Leipzig uh, yeah. everyone in the world is going to want him surely and, and everyone's yeah. looking for a centre back right now yeah exactly, yeah. exactly. yeah yeah he, he, he has he has no obligation to be waiting for Arsenal so yeah he has yeah. a He's got a performance. That's why you got to throw the bag at him now. Like, when yeah. he's like blindsided by it. Just literally, it's like, oh, what? Mumsy needs a car, yeah? Say no more. <laughs> I've got that. Um, yeah, you, you, you guys said fuck that to John Stones. Why? Horrible. Mm. He is more... Uh, I'm not going to say anything because they'll do it for libel, but that guy is not serious about his football. Let's, let's, get, let's get real. Really? He's not serious. But... My man is a raver, like out in clubs doing all that type of stuff. He's not serious about his football. Pep don't yeah, rate him, bro. He don't rate him. raves with Sterling, yeah? Yeah, exactly, bro. <laughs> he's not. He, he's he's Cheshire's Lewis fan, man. That's what he is. <laughs> but he's not serious. And the thing is, again, physically not robust, gets injured all the time. I'm not sure if that's to do with recovery and issues like that. Um, and he's, he's mistake prone. Imagine um, Stones and David Luiz at the back. Calamity. Calamity. It'd be right. nice to watch from an offensive yeah, point I, of view. I was going to say, all that would be nice though. <laughs> I, I couldn't care less, bruv. You're, you're, not, you're never going to have 100% switched on back line. One of them's going to be on, one of them's going to be off, the other mm. going to be off, the other one's going to be on. Right, one's stepping out, one's going back. Yeah. One's looking in the crowd, one sees a butterfly, like no oh, man. That that was a bit of a flaw though against Palace was the fact because Maitland Niles was so preoccupied with Zaha, he didn't that was uh, that was one big change that we've seen, wasn't it? Because uh, Maitland Niles didn't really play as an inverted fullback um against Palace, I thought. I thought he he played as a traditional fullback and that's why Socrates had more of the ball. Yeah, yeah. But I think that was a plan because they You think that was our plan? No, their plan. They oh, their plan. Socrates yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, the yeah, they just let Socrates have the ball. Yeah, yeah. But that's and what I'm saying. If we shit. if we had someone like John Stones in there, that wouldn't have happened. They wouldn't have let him have the ball. I couldn't care less. If it, no, it's it's not worth the, the risk. Mm. I mean, David Luiz is bad enough. I'm trying to get rid of him, so mm. I don't want John Stones. Like, All right, fair enough. It, 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 it was it was quite pointed in that game as well because in in Arsenal's backline, the two best passers of the ball are Luiz and Ainsley in it, and mm. and they didn't want either of them to have the ball. Like they were happy with like Conor or. Uh, Socrates to have it in it, so mm-hmm. that's that. That's I thought made it harder to build up from from the back in that game as well. Mm. So, all right, cool. Well, let's do some listeners' questions before we wrap things up. Then, um, cool. So I've got one from Oliver Pons. He asks, "How much if we sell Lacazette could we get for him price wise? And would you consider? Well, we've already talked about this. And would you consider a swap with Lamar? So we all said we would consider a swap with Lamar. Um, <clears throat> is his bad form affecting his market value at the moment? Yes." Um, and are there is there like a big pool of clubs that um, that would take him? Because no. I would argue that it's probably gone less now. They can't afford his wages. The clubs that he is the level that they'd take him: the Sevillas, the Valencias, the Monaco. They can't afford him. 
they can't afford the wages. Mm. They could afford probably the fee. They can't afford the wages because he's on t- nearly 200 racks a week. Mm. So that's the difficult thing. Um, it's going to be hard to find. So that's what we're going to have to factor in when we're selling in how much money we're getting. What kind of club we're selling to? Do we have to subsidise the wages and that type of thing? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I feel like he'll be actually quite a hard sell now, even though yeah, I think we sold him last summer, just summer just gone, he would have been a much easier sell. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, any thoughts on that, Sean? No, no, yeah, I agree. I don't, I don't think it'll be it. It'll be a great pull, and um, and plus, like we have two strikers that will probably be off in the summer if we don't win. So, mm-hmm. um, and everyone will, will want Oba. So we might end up just being left with Lacazette. Um, <laughs> you know what I mean? And plus, his contract doesn't end until twenty twenty two anyway. So oh, there, there isn't, there, there's, there's, there's not. Oh, that's horrible. Bro. So why that's, the fuck are we looking to made... extend it? Um, that's just made me shiver that's made because, me shiver because Raul and Co uh, they're, they're idiots bro so mm. no you want to protect the value of the asset I understand yeah. that but... no but, but even so like he's going to be 29 do you know what I mean so and like put it this way Lacazette isn't the sort of striker that's going to age well there's not there's not a massive upside to him as well so I, I would I would happily get get rid as well I think we've but, actually um, got the French Emil Heskey on our hands at the moment <laughs> well we're actually going to be struggling because I am struggling to think of a solution in the striker market that I'd be comfortable with mm. for a level of our clubs to do I really don't know what they're going to do they're going to have to pull some magic trick out of their hands or uh, magic out of hat I just I just don't know what they're going to do I, I don't know what we're going to do Okay, um, <clears throat> one uh, from manlikek underscore here. Should we strengthen the midfield first or the CBs? You can't pick both. Which one first? So what's the in, main in, in priority at the moment? So, wait, is he talking about in this window or summer window? Well, whatever you... I, so, I don't even consider this a window because we're not going to do anything, are we? So, so say the summer. We, if I had a choice, I would do centre mid first. We have Saliba coming as well. Um, in the summer not that we don't need a centre back but I think centre mid in terms of the profile of what we need is is more of a pressing concern 100% mm-hmm. for me as well like don't get me wrong we would need a centre back and the op- the, op- the options aren't great however you um, could probably get away with having a lesser that's, that's, quality centre back that's, right that's, that's what I'm saying the structure that Arteta's put in place now it's not as big a problem as mm-hmm. it once was um, whereas centre mid is an, is an obvious issue because um, because of the lack of the, the profiles that we lack there as well so yeah um, if it was me my first signing in the summer would be Bubakari Samari 100% um, that that would help to it it would address it would address a lot and it would just give us a, a, a massive different dynamic so yeah that would be the first signing I'd do ahead of centre back so, so if I if I'm thinking with my head I'm going centre back the reason is I feel like even though our midfield's not great I feel like a centre-back is the weakest department in the team. And if you strengthen your weakest part, that is going to give you a bit more net effect. So I feel like if we get better centre-backs, that would have a better effect overall on the team. Me being me and what I want to see, the kind of football I want to see, I would go for centre-mid. So I would just go, boom, Samare, Grealish, boom, done. done. Over them, yeah? Done, yeah. But, but, wait, like, but how, wait, wait, how would you play that? How would I, how would I play it? Free. Four three three. Torreira, Torreira, Samare, and Greenish. Okay. Uh, gang. Oh, what, so bit has been your boy, yeah. Hey, listen, my yeah. boy has the, served the, his the, time. The thing is... He's done his thing. He's just getting a bit old now. <laughs> Let's bring in a new boy with a slip back hair. Nice. It's a madness. <laughs> I told Are you, you Peaky Blanders Raquel me, bro. But I also said, even if like because I agree with Leroy, four three three, but it could also work as a four two three one as well. Either Easy. way, like. It, it it works both ways, and and that's the thing about having um 
multifunctional midfielders because you, you can alter and um, from formation to formation. The problem with someone like, for example, Grant Ishaka, you can't use him in a four-three-three. Do you know what I mean? So he needs to have a partner in in, in a pivot to um, to hide hide his sort of weaknesses. Mm. The, the, the people like Samare Grealish, what I like about them is that standard on a on a standalone thing they're good footballers in isolation so they, they're the sort that would perform irrespective of structure because mm-hmm. they're just good footballers themselves you know what i mean so and i think that's what what we need to uh to, to start to move towards we need to have more footballers who can mm-hmm. perform a variety of roles rather than just specialists because uh it it makes us more of a niche and, and it's harder to, to sort of get the best out of us long term as well okay cool uh johan yo says uh can you name the top five worst individual performances from our players in the last five years? There must be loads, surely. Can you? Mustafi's got one, yeah. But I just, yeah, but what Mustafi. game? It, I just feel like it's all, it's all a blur. Mustafi's like, got to have three. Mustafi's got to have at least three out of five. <laughs> yeah. Wait, wait, wait. How how long ago was that Giroud against Monaco, bro? Because that one is still that in my head. Must be within the last five years. Oh, yeah, that, that's oh, actually, was it two thousand and? That was like 16, was it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. I think I was at 2016. Yeah. Because that that performance was an aberration, bro. Uh, I've never forgiven him mm. for that, bro. Um, do you know? Who what? Knows, I can't even lie. I'm sure Theo had a couple of stinkers as well. Still, so, hey, um, Theo's a big man for Pepe, you know. There we go. There we go. There we go. In the 2015. Yeah, right. so that what the Giroud one? Yeah, yeah. So that so that counts. Yeah, so Giroud, just Mustafi to Palace is the one that instantly comes to mind. So I'm yeah. sure. I'm sure there's. I'm sure there's more. Um, um, who else had like? And Meza Ozil every time that he plays away from home. Oh, yeah, shut there, up, man. There we go. Here we go. Hey, Shaka's got to be up there as well. Yeah, with Sh- uh, Xhaka against Brighton last season. That one instantly comes. But Xhaka's had a few as well, bro. <laughs> mm. I'm trying to think, uh, even if he's not had a bad game, his mis- his mistake just makes his game bad as well. So yeah, uh, I'm trying to think of some like obscure ones, but it's all a blur. The last five years is just yeah. an absolute blur. <laughs> like every it's game just, just felt the same. It's just pure mediocrity, isn't it? Like, yeah, that's just, I can't that's differentiate between. It's like uh, yeah, I can't, I can't, I can't. I, I, this is this is triggering me, man. Like let's let's move on. I don't right, like talking on. about this let's question. All right, cool. Sorry, sorry, mate. More. Whatever your name is, K dot underscore sign. <laughs> let, let me just do a couple more then. Um, okay, that's an interesting one. Uh, Mister K Jamfi asked, uh, well, "Who do you think would score more PL goals in this era of football?" Uh, from he he says from 2010 to 2019, Prime Henri or Prime Aguero. Um, are we um, are we um, saying they're in the same team? Um, like, so okay, so like, say who would score more for team. City. Say who would score for more for City. Omri. Yeah. Omri. I, I I think I think regardless of team, Omri scores more. Uh, see, it's so much better than say we are. It's just not possible. So they create so many chances that. Yeah, but even even then, Aguero's not exactly like head and shoulders clear, like in terms of the goal scoring charts every season, is he? Mm, but Henri was in like Invincibles, we've been whacking teams up three 0 like that that type of thing. And Aguero's in this team, isn't it? But yeah, I think Henri scores more if you um, account for what teams are in or the quality at least. Hmm. I I generally think regardless, Henri outscores him. Fair play. 
Like, even if you put Henri in this Arsenal team, I think he's outscoring Aguero. Nah, you're chatting shit. Man. I swear, Aubameyang did it last season. But but do, do you know what the thing is? That there's every season Aguero spends like a couple months out injured, like every season without foul. That's why he rarely ever makes like the team of the year, or he rarely ever wins the Golden Boot because he's always injured for like minimum two months a season. Yeah. Um. But yeah, no, I because you know Henri with Henri's not a system player, bro. Like you, you know how Pep likes his strikers to be, bro. Henri's not. Henri likes to do his own thing in it. Do you know what I mean? Mm. And I would never want to limit Henri to being a system sort of striker in it. So. Um, but yeah, no, I, I think Henri would still score more. Um, but but it's close though because Aguero is a mad shooter, bro. And he's would so would Henri be the best striker in the world in this era of football? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so. I think comfy. Yeah, he's he, he was the, he's yeah. by far the, by far the most complete striker, bro. By yeah. by far, and and that's why the the sort of you know because after um, Aguero went past Henri's record this week, the comparisons in it, but. Uh, like I said, I, I think it's only those little fifteen-year-old neeks on Twitter who will be saying Aguero because if you watched Omri, you knew what man was on. Not only was he the best goal scorer, he was the best player generally. Period. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So, best creator. And and, and 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 that that's sort of the the, the biggest differentiator. Bro, do you know what I mean? It, it, even if you take away Omri, didn't need to score to be the best player on the pitch, and I think that tells you all you need to know mm-hmm. as well. Hundred percent, I agree with everything. All right, cool lads. Let's uh, let's call it a day because I think Leroy is about to die. <laughs> and I don't die. want to be held um, responsible for him dying on the pod. So my obituaries, I want everyone to come to my funeral. <laughs> I'm hey. handed out a collection plate at my funeral. Let, 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 let me get your Mercedes. Who's the Mercedes going to? That's, that's uh, what I want. <laughs> bruv, uh, I'll literally sell it and then I'll sleep with the flipping the money in the coffin. <laughs> Just wrapped around you like you're holding the money to your chest. Alright, cool lads. Nice one. Remember to use the hashtag touchdown frackers and follow us on Touchagunas on Twitter. We'll be back next week. episode is sponsored by schwans.com what are you having for dinner tonight hmm good question schwans home delivery has a solution for you stock up your freezer with high quality frozen foods like premium meats and sides delicious ready-made meals ice cream and more 
No subscriptions, no memberships, just a friendly yellow truck that's been delivering food for almost 70 years. Listeners of this show get a special deal. Get 20% off your first order with code YUM20. Check out schwans.com backslash yum for details. Sports Social Podcast Network.